0: The following program contains themes and images that may not be suitable for most audiences. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Don't forget to follow us on social media at Panda Pig Inc. Rate, review, and subscribe. Hello again. This is Panda. This is Pig. And you're listening to... The Heart and the Bones. Yes. Yes, you are. Welcome back. And we appreciate you for coming back. You've made it this far. Episode four. Episode four. -hmm. Very nice. Very nice. The man and the bear. Round of applause for making it this far. Clap and a half. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so about this episode. (laughs) It took me forever To even get through this episode, I had so many thoughts. So guys, forgive me, because my commentary, there will be so much in the commentary section. And don't forget, guys, we do have a true crime segment at the end. Mm -hmm. Just forgive us, because we're going to have a lot to say about the commentary on this one.
0: This episode is either going to shock us with how long it is, or it's going to shock us that it's not that long. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: So bear with this, please. <laughs> yes. So, so who were the writers on this episode? Okay.
0: So the director in this episode is the same director as the man in the SUV, Alan Croker. Interesting. And the writer is Laura Wolner. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting twist. Yes. So...
1: Well, I like her taste in this episode, too. Sure. I like
0: her taste. And I also... Like, from the man in the SUV, I did like the directing, you know. Yes. The scenes and how they looked. So We'll just have to see. (laughs) So, suffice to say, we really loved this
1: episode. We really did. (laughs) So, even though this was directed by the same guy who did the man in the SUV, because that's not really an episode we're a big fan of, this one we are actually a big fan of. So, I'm going to give more credit. To the lady who wrote it. Yes. And the man who directed it. But, you know, kudos to both of them. Kudos yes. to
0: both. And Very I think good. it'll be interesting to see. Because one of the things that we've always talked about when me and Panda talk about Bones is how some t- some episodes the characters don't really feel like themselves. Yes, yes. There's like an
1: inconsistency, especially with the character development.
0: Yeah, and Mm so we'll always have these conversations where we're like, who wrote this episode? Because this doesn't feel like so-and-so. Yes, yes. So that's one of the things we wanted to pay attention to was if there was a pattern between who was writing slash directing what episode as to what kind of feel you got from the characters. Yeah. So if you guys want to take note
1: of that, you know, you can or, you know. Just rely on us and we'll try to follow through <laughs> with our word. We're trying to keep track of that for you guys.
0: Yeah. So here we go. All so right, this let's episode. Dive in. So basically it's about cannibalism and a small town. Delish. <laughs> so Bones and Booth are called to go to Aurora, Washington, State. across the country, mm-hmm. Washington State, because a bear at a national park Roar. was found to have a human hand in it.
1: Turn- dun, dun, dun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, the human hand uh, had had a body. And that body belonged to someone who was murdered well, that's and cannibalized. Good that the body had a hand. Yes, it did. <laughs> they they were once connected, but since departed.
1: But they came together again in inside the side of a
0: bear. Well, no, no, no. They didn't come together in the side of the bear. They were separated by the bear.
1: Uh, yes, yes, yes. They were separated by bear, and yeah, I, I come always, together. I just figured at the they were end. all in the bear. To be honest, I, I completely <laughs> forgot.
0: Yeah, so... <sighs>
1: it was a long episode for me, guys, okay?
0: Basically I- <laughs> took her two hours to watch it. Okay, it's been
1: a long episode for me. I just... Yeah. You'll, yeah. you'll see why.
0: So anyways, uh, <laughs> they go there, they kind of meet the mm-hmm. the locals, and uh, they determine that it was the... Local doctor, yes, who had kind of gone crazy from years of eating human flesh. Yep, out of uh, what did you say it was a Native American cannibalistic ritual or just an ancient cannibalistic ritual?
1: Honestly, all that's going in my brain right now is insane in the membrane, yeah,
0: true. So, anyways, that's the premise of this (laughs) episode.
1: Yes, that's the premise. That is the premise. Alright. So starting with, <laughs> so we, we labeled our scenes. So we hope you guys enjoy. Basically,
0: that. <laughs> so kind of how we do this is we'll each watch the episode. Yes. And when I watch the episode, I make my notes, but I also make an outline yes. so that when we're talking about it, we kind of know what Where scene we're at. Yes. We're talking about or what we have thoughts on. Yeah. So usually, I just name it. You know, something regular, but this time I had fun with it. She (laughs) basically
1: treated it as if she was the author of chapter books and had some creative titles. This is our way of not only staying on track because we want to give you guys a routine. Because I mean that's what we liked about Bones is knowing mm-hmm. that there was a routine. So we figured, you know, maybe you guys would also appreciate a routine as well. And this will also help because, you know, we're time stamping these so yeah. you guys can keep track of what we're talking about,
0: where we're at. Yeah. And sometimes we have sidebar conversations and we yes. wanna be able to stay on track. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> some of them are fun, some of them are boring. Don't yeah. don't judge me too harshly.
1: Yes. I, right.
0: I will judge very harshly.
1: No. I'll give you all the judgment. Don't do it. <laughs> so rude. So much love.
0: So much love. Oh, my gosh. So, so anyway, <laughs> Chapter one. Chapter one. The bear necropsy. <laughs> so, that's kind of a thing in the episode where they keep saying animal autopsy and bones yes. is correcting people that an yep. autopsy on an animal is called a necropsy. Yeah. So... <laughs> So, what were your thoughts on the opening scene?
1: Opening scene, I was just like, "Wow, typical! Something dead has its tongue out. So, yeah. if it has its tongue out, it means it's dead." I
0: thought the bear looked so small. Really? Yeah, like it didn't look it looked like maybe a baby bear. Like it just looked so small compared to Dr. Randall That's that so was performing sad the if it necropsy. That is a
1: baby bear. Like, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> he ain't good. He ain't good. But okay. I had two thoughts about this vet here. One, damn girl, you should have wore some sleeves. Right. <laughs> Dang. You going in deep. But second of all, I'm surprised she didn't transport the bear instead of just squatting. I had in the middle that exact outside. same thought. Like, you you would think, you know, move it. You don't I don't have know. to be out there with the poor lighting. Like, I get it. Movie magic, but dang, come on.
0: But I don't like I don't know if it's movie magic or like small town logic. <laughs> Maybe small town logic, who knows. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know the We're not very the good protocol at small
1: town stuff. I don't know. <laughs> no.
0: I don't know the protocol for a bear necropsy in the woods. Nope. But not I really. just I had that same thought.
1: Yeah, so I was like, mm.
0: Yeah, so anyways, the bear, <laughs> they do the necropsy. Yes. They find the hand in it. The mm-hmm. uh, vet that's doing the necropsy is Dr. Randall. Yes. And she's met with... Dr. Um, Denise Randall. Dr. Denise Randall. Mm-hmm. And she's met with Ranger Sherman Rivers. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a park ranger, federal land. Yep. Ergo... Bones Booth are called because uh, National Park is considered federal land, hand bone connection. So that's why they got to be there.
1: Which is good because I, it's good that P- Pig explained this to me. I'm Panda. I'm Panda. Yeah, <laughs> remember who you are. I'm trying to remember who I am. Remember Thank who you, Mufasa. you are. Thank you, Mufasa. I Welcome. appreciate you. <laughs> no, but she answered my question because I really was questioning, like, do they have no local forensic anthropologists, like, well, all they'd... the way to Seattle, seri- or not Seattle, Aurora, Washington, like, seriously? Like, they...
0: Well, they <laughs> definitely don't have their own forensic anthropologists. Because yes. remember, in the pilot episode, I was talking about how, mm-hmm. e- as of, like, 2017, there's only 119 board-certified forensic anthropologist. So, I mean, think about 2005. Yeah.
1: But the thing is, is you saying that it was their jurisdiction because it's federal land. That's really what helped me understand. Oh, so this is why them specifically get to go Mm -hmm. down there.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a confusing thing. Um, Usually if a crime, like, crosses state lines or Mm -hmm. the crime that's committed is also specifically a federal crime
1: right or
0: if it's done on federal land right that's when it kind of falls into fbi jurisdiction also to note is sometimes like let's say a state wants to convict somebody of like like a murder or something really bad Mm -hmm. and for some reason they can't do it, or there's not the evidence available at that time, they can still be charged federally and um, get convicted. That's good. Mm-hmm. At least that's good to know.
1: Tip, guys. Pro tip. Pro tip. Don't <laughs> There's a get lot of a tips crime. in here, actually. We have a lot of tips for you guys in yeah. this one.
0: Don't commit a crime, because you could be charged twice.
1: <laughs> well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So, but in this um, scene also, um, the one that I want to address is the part where so Booth gives Bones um, these—was it? They were pictures. You're not going to tell them
0: the name that I gave this chapter. Don't
1: (laughs) want (laughs) chapter two, ladies and gentlemen. Sex field trip with Booth. Oh my God. So in this scene, and Booth is telling Bones about the hand and how the FBI office wants of them to look into it because it's their jurisdiction, and she just dest- she determines that the hand belongs to a human male, but it- that it was dismembered from the body. So Booth then tells Brennan that they're gonna go to Washington State to investigate,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I was exp- I was. <sighs> I was telling Pig as I was watching this scene, because of course she's with me, Mm -hmm. and I was like, hmm, as they're looking at it and she's explain, Bones is explaining to Booth as she's looking at the pictures, the way how Booth is trying to understand and translate what Bones is saying, I'm like, (laughs) that's how I feel. Pig is educating me in the true crime segment, or even in general. And just, Bones is just totally pig. And I just feel like in this scene, uh, Panda really relates to Booth,
0: okay? And you're looking at me and you're looking at me like, just because you say it in a definitive tone, doesn't mean I understand what you're saying. Exactly. Just <laughs> yes. Yes. I try to I try to lay it down in the simplest of terms. She be
1: trying. And then she used them big words, or sometimes I'm like uh, I, do, I don't know. It's because I don't have the glasses.
0: So yeah. If enough. only your vision was worse, you would be able to understand what I yes, say. Yes,
1: exactly. But so after that scene, eventually Bones is talking to Dr. Goodman. Complaining. And that it's, yes, she's complaining and she's like, why do I have to go? And he's explaining to her that it's his decision, you know, that she should go and that she should live a little. You know, and I just found that hilarious because, you know, Bones is taking that as, you know, go on a field trip and have sex with Booth. Is that what you want with yep. me? <laughs>
0: that's a bit of a Freudian slip. Right. <laughs> right. And <laughs> and that's the only thing that I thought of that scene where she was just like, her first thought yeah. Was that Dr. Goodman wanted her to have sex with Booth.
1: Right. Mm. It's just like, okay, Bones. What's said, on you sh- your mind, you Bones? You sure? Like, Bones? And that's not the first time she assumes something. Like, mm.
0: hmm. It's very, It's very interesting because overall, she <laughs> acts as though... She's socially the- inept. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. But she acts as though there's no sexual chemistry between her and Booth kind right. of throughout this will-they-won't-they they segment. Right. But yet, at the same time, she'll have these small moments where it's just way out of line. Yes. that a normal person wouldn't say. Yes. And where I'm you're just like, like, okay. All right. There's no – there's nothing going on with you and Booth, <laughs> but you're assuming you're supposed to go on a sex field trip with him? I mean – and you say that? I mean, is, are we complaining, though? I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it also, <laughs> it's just another moment where I feel like Dr. Goodman makes sense because Yeah, I agree This though. is a museum. And kind of later on in the show, you forget that. Yeah. Because it feels more like a CSI unit of yes. the FBI than an actual museum. And, and we I feel totally like- You totally
1: forget it, too.
0: Yeah, He draws you back to the fact that- they work at a museum, and he's mm-hmm. loaning her out. Yes. Like, this is a favor to
1: favor to the FBI. Yes. Mm-hmm. She a prize. She,
0: she is, a damn she
1: a, piece. She's <laughs> a damn piece. She is, though. She really she is. She's a snack. She, She's she really a babe. She She totally is. Her and her
0: sister. Absolutely. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're driving to go... To, um, I'm assuming they got off the airplane, and I don't they're believe that they from... drove
1: all the way from
0: D.C. to <laughs> Aurora, Washington. No, State. <laughs> no, they're driving from the airport or somewhere. They're driving from somewhere to town, mm-hmm. and um, you know. <sighs> basically, they're just. This is just a little bit of banter between them. The car yes. rides are always character relationship yes. developing, and it also kind of shows how. um You don't get rich working at the FBI. You really don't. (laughs) You really don't. Example. Exhibit A. Boots,
1: orange, sunglasses. Again. I know. Seriously. Why, guys? Why? Why? Why do him like that? Come on. Come on. He wore them just for you, though. Get out of here.
0: (laughs) But also the comment that I already know you have thoughts on. Yes. Yes. Is where <laughs> Booth calls Bones a smart ass. Yep. And she's like, Be I am smart, smart, but it has nothing to do, the, my to do with my ass. But thus showing that she is a smart ass. Yes. Literally, just, I feel like anytime
1: someone's called a smart ass, you might as well
0: just keep, you just say the same thing. <laughs> yep. Nothing to do with my ass. But you know what? She should take ownership of that and say her, her ass is smart. Like, her whole body is smart, Right. I mean,
1: then again, she would just tell you, you know, it's her brain. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but true, what true. I also enjoyed, though, is the fact Booth basically scheduled Bones to take him on a date. Yes. And I was like, He's so All smooth. Right. All right, okay, okay. <laughs> and I think there's a part Bones was saying, what's wrong with feeding victims to bears? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that And part. in my mind, I'm like, Maybe that's a way on how you get a friend for life. I had a, like a Nick Miller moment from New Girl at that point. You really? know when he says if you pet a shark in the middle, like was it a hammerhead shark in the middle? Oh yes, you make a friend for life.
0: Yes, so, no, it was if you was it if you punch a hammerhead shark. I thought it was pet it. I think it was pet.
1: I have no idea or tickle it. Something like that. Something in with the hammerhead. Whatever you do with them is like you get a friend for life. So I had the same thought like, what's wrong with you? Oh, I some remember. Bears?
0: I remember the scene is because. Um- what? Jess's dad yeah. was asking Nick that if Jess was drowning in the ocean yes. and, like, a shark was coming yes. after her, what would he do? And yes. he's like, depends on what kind of shark it is, because exactly. if it's a hammerhead and you pet it, you have a friend for life. Yes, that's
1: exactly the scene. So, I had the same thought, I don't know why, where Wim Bones goes, well, what's wrong with feeding victims to bears? I'm thinking, maybe that's how you get a friend for life. <laughs> <laughs> well, who would be your friend? Or the bear? It- <laughs> the bear would be your friend by feeding it humans? <laughs> actually, I'm not sure if she actually said that. I feel like it was my thought, because I think she was saying, oh, they were saying in Aurora, Washington, in small towns, looks like they feed their victims to bears or something uh, along those lines. okay. So my thought was actually, what's wrong with feeding victims to bears? Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah. I mean, Probably. Maybe you get a friend for life. Future victims to bears. I wonder if bears would get indigestion from eating a human.
1: I don't know, but if they don't, I would name Encoda. And you know, did I they mention how the bear died? No, I don't I don't know. Actually I have no idea. I don't remember that. I part. do not remember. I just I think they said it in the beginning. I think they thought he got shot or something.
0: Oh yes, because of the whole poachers plot something like that yes there yeah, are poachers like in the park slides. yeah
1: so yeah. chapter something pig named it Charming right well
0: anyways they get to <laughs> they get to aurora and they meet dr rigby um park ranger rivers and uh, oh it's oh yeah dr Sorry, randall I almost, I almost skipped that part yeah yeah and so she's reviewing the bones and and yep. she's got to ship him back to DC. And she's like, okay, how do I, what's the quickest way to get this to DC? Mm-hmm. And all unanimously, unanimously, they say, Charlie.
1: Yeah. And we move to Charlie. And this is where I meant to say, where Pig labels it. Chapter Charlie being thirsty and Zach needs a hug.
0: Yeah. Charlie is so thirsty. He's insanely He's thirsty. He's parched. He's he really parched. He's dehydrated. He yes. needs hydration.
1: Don't you love Bones' humor in the beginning when she first meets Charlie, though? When he's I like, saw that, <laughs> I was like, Bones made a joke. he's like, you need a hang sh- hand? And she's like, thanks, but I'm trying to get rid of this one. I'm like, wow. Then,
0: Jokes. Yes. All right, we have those. <laughs> I thought that part was so cute. Was was so great. (laughs) Yes. And something that we forgot to mention was about the show, because Charlie is reading one of Bones' books. Yes, he is. The Bread and the Bone. What we forgot to mention is that the entire show is very loosely based on the novels by... Dr. Kathy Rikes, who is a real forensic anthropologist. In real life. In real life. She was even an expert witness on the Kaylee Anthony case. Yep. That was interesting. Yes, that it is. That was a very
1: interesting case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember when we discovered that fact, we were like, whoa,
0: whoa.
1: Yeah, we freaked out. That was actually during the time we were traveling and we were in North Carolina. So it was really cool because we're like, oh, she actually lives here.
0: Yeah, I forgot about so that. So we were like, oh, my God, what if we
1: ran into her? Oh, yes. my heart.
0: She <laughs> she she was uh, she helped produce the show. She was a yeah. consultant for the science on the show. Which and is good. In the, in the show, it's kind of like a nod to Kathy Reich's because Bones' character in the show is Kathy Reich's, yep. and Kathy Reich's character is Bones. Mm-hmm. So, um, I that we just forgot to mention that. We
1: really did. We apologize. Mm-hmm. We have so many thoughts on our Elmer glue skulls yeah. that we just... It's hard the with fumes, all this Elmer glue in our head. It's the just, fumes
0: affect our memory. The fumes really do. So. <laughs> but thus, thus, the very thirsty Charlie sees yes. Bones as a tall drink of water. It
1: really does. And one of the parts that I thought about was, you know, when he kind of leans and he's like, my name's Charlie. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, that's like a Joey from Friends. How he goes, how you doing? How you doing? It's kind of his whole, my name's Charlie Kind of same thing for me. Again, I, I had all these like thoughts, like, "Oh, that kind of reminds me of this."
0: He's like, that "My name's kind of Charlie." Me of this. Yes, like FedEx, but Charlie.
1: <laughs> but his hedastery—he really sniffed the box. Are you kidding me? I know what was she, that. She just told him there was a hand, and he goes,
0: "Yeah," and he sniffed that. Yeah, here's the thing that that I that rubs me wrong about Charlie is that he flirts with Dr. Brennan, like very, like very nervously. And it seems kind of endearing. (laughs) But when you look (laughs) at him, he clearly, and kind of his characterization, he's clearly not nervous about women. He's not. And he like flirts with her boldly but nervously to where she's kind of like uh,
1: you're uh-huh. being so
0: silly. You're so but, silly. But <laughs> I see I see an inner an, an inner you know. An like inner I could see boy. right through you. Yep.
1: You weak boy. You weak. Mm-hmm. Basic Bowie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then after that scene we end up where um where is it? Angela and Zach, they're looking at the hand, aren't they?
0: Yeah, and he's Mm -hmm. seeing that the marks on the bone look like they maybe come from a handsaw. Mm -hmm. But he's kind of insecure about it, and Angela says she's going to render the images on the Angelinator. So here's the thing that I didn't realize. So you know how we were both so confused from how many times we rewatched the show, how you've got the hologram equipment, and then it goes to kind of the monitors that she's got. So this is the Angelinator? Yes, apparently they had different names, dude, and I didn't even realize it. I guess so It's do just I been I have so long this. It? It. It's so hard. I guess we just yeah. forget. Basically, she develops the software to make yes. the Angelatron.
1: But we've just been assuming it was all just the Angelatron because the Angelatron has been around for yeah, so long. Yeah, and
0: honestly, Angelinator does not have the same ring to it no. as Angelatron. Yeah. I'm not a fan.
1: <laughs> Neither am I. But I do think it was really sweet of her to offer to make the 3D image, and then she was just like, you know, it's Okay.
0: Just, it's yeah. okay. In the in the, um, the family tree of Bones, I feel like Bones and Booth are the parents.
1: Mom and Papa.
0: And Hodgins, Angela, and Zach are the kids. But <laughs> Zach is the youngest. Yeah. They're, they're children. <laughs> yeah. And Hodgins clearly has middle child syndrome. And Angela is the oldest looking at their shenanigans.
1: I can see that. I could totally see that. And then, other type of scenario of Family Tree, I think Booth and Bones and one. And then we have Angela's Bones sister. So you have Angela and Hodgins as auntie and uncle. And then you have Zach as the child. Are we about to write fan fiction? Why not? I feel it. Let's <laughs> do it. I'm with it. I'm with it too. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene. We end up... Where are we at? Where are we at? We at the... the, the so, Booth is talking to Sheriff Scudder yes, about... Oh, we have thoughts about this scene. Boy, how many... Do we have thoughts? How many times did we rewatch this scene? Oh, my God. We had to rewatch it so many times. That's why I'm just like, oh, do I want to talk about it? So, basically, you start off and you see Booth talking to the sheriff and... First thing to note is watch how he scribbles. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah, at first, it's it's like, okay. Okay, kind of believable. And then I'm like, dude, what are you doing? So Booth
0: is holding the pad, taking notes what the yes. Sheriff's got is saying, and he kind of gives a little scribble. But then, with, like, no regard for any kind of accuracy, he just Looks whips away. his pencil across the page as if he's writing, like, the biggest loop, right. but isn't even looking at the pad. He's not... And
1: then my, and then after that, as Booth is asking questions to the sheriff, I thought it was how perfect that right when Booth asks about like any missing people, that's when the sheriff goes, "Oh yeah, there's a missing person." And we walk right by her poster, and it's right so happens right to be right there. The paper poster is right there, missing person, Mm -hmm. and noise. And I'm like, wow, movie magic.
0: Movie magic, right again. But then the movie magic is failed yes. because when you
1: look at the poster, and you pause, you pause, you look at the poster, they repeat the description. Mm-hmm. So it's actually not as long as you think it is. And then there's a fluke because it says she's been missing for 6 days and this is where pig acknowledged that the sheriff says that she's dis- she's been gone for like a couple weeks like she disappeared mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago when really it's she's only been missing for 6 days and that's what it says on the paper
0: yeah, so we had to rewatch that a couple of times, mm-hmm. because the part where she says it repeats at the bottom gives you a description. It's like, hey, Ann Noise, she's been missing for six days. She lives in Olympia, Washington. And then right below it is the exact same paragraph. Yes. Just to make it look like there are more words on it. Yes. And she's 5'7 and 107
1: and seven pounds. pounds. And
0: both of us were like, wow. Is that legal? Like, Wow. Girl, I get it. Tall, but dang, you tall and you skinny, skinny. Mm -hmm. But she's also a hiker, so I'm like zero percent body fat, probably.
1: Maybe it's very possible. Who knows? Who knows?
0: And so then, wow. (laughs) So then, Booth and Scudder go back to the sheriff's office. Yes, and they see bones. And clearly, clearly Sheriff Scudder is all about
1: that Bones life. Everyone is thirsty for Bones in this. If anything, I would rename this episode as The Thirst is Real. The Thirst is is Real. There is so much thirst in here. It's insane.
0: It's insane. Or Aurora Washington is only filled with horny people.
1: Not even just that, because even back at the lab... You got thirst over there, too.
0: Yeah, that's true. So it's
1: really a whole episode of thirst. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then you even see Booth also gets jealous. He gets a little jealous. He jelly.
0: does get jealous. You know, in this scene, though, it's kind of a weird dual thing in my head. So on one hand, I don't like people touching me.
1: Mm-hmm. and
0: But at the same time, I kind of like the way Booth, like, puts his hand to Bones' back to, like, lead her out of a room, you know? He did the
1: same thing in the last episode, too. Yes.
0: (laughs) Like, on one hand, it could be perceived as, like, controlling. Yes, of course. You know? But but I don't know. I view it as protecting. Because if Bones really... Bones has no issue stepping up to Booth or of anything course. like that. Mm-hmm. She's very much of her own person. Yes. So when he does things like that, I see it as endearing. Because if she had a problem with it, she'd put her foot down to yes. him. Yes.
1: But she was totally fine with it. She's like, oh, okay, I'm leaving. Okay, okay bye. Yes, we're
0: leaving now. Bye. Because Scudder was asking Bones if she wanted to go to dinner. Yeah. Or if she had any dinner plans. And mm-hmm. Booth is like,
1: we're working. We're working. You know. Tosses in the file. Bye Mm bye.
0: And then we travel back to the lab for some more thirst. Back to the lab.
1: Back to the lab. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts on this scene? So, the first thing that I caught is how Zach seriously mistaken a cartoon for a documentary about a bear that got caught. That got in his car and
0: drove away. And Hodgins like, that's not a documentary. That's a cartoon, buddy. So here's the thing. I was trying to look it up to see like if before 2005 there was some documentary about a bear driving a car Stop. and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. Okay. But there are videos of bears being in people's cars and driving it down the road. What? The obviously heck? not, not totally driving it, but yeah. probably getting it in. And then just getting rolling in <laughs> getting in the car and then just <laughs> rolling down the road. Oh my so God. it's possible. Bears bears are shifty. Wow. I would love to be a
1: bear. That's why mm-hmm. I'm a panda. I'm a panda bear. Yeah
0: <laughs> I like bears, but
1: <sighs> I also had um my other thoughts too was also so when we get to the part where they're flirting, Hodgins starts flirting with the courier i was like wow his straightforward flirting tactic though i was mm-hmm. like okay haja
0: he is pretty smooth i'm not that gonna lie game. wow he, and you know what you know what it is he did his hair he did do his hair it looked fresh and his eyes were just piercing at you like beautiful that. coils beautiful coils also like we're just going to dunk on Jimmy the previous courier. Like my man's won the lottery right. and they're going to get they're like going to dunk on him cuz he has a third nostril and I'm like yeah. what does that even look like? I know, right? Like I
1: it's like third eye before your nose.
0: True. <laughs> And True. then, of course,
1: after that, like, when, after they talk, you see Hodgins checking that ass
0: mm-hmm. out. He
1: is. He is ooh.
0: into her. And the thirst continues. Yes. And, uh, other thing I looked up. What did you look uh, up? Uh, when Hodgins takes the package, mm-hmm. Zach says he bo guarded. His package. Yes. And Hodgins says that was the incorrect use of the verb. So I looked up of course Bogarded. Wikipedia, And the definition is selfishly appropriate or keep something, especially a lit marijuana cigarette. Interesting. So I don't know. I think he used it correctly. Hmm. He bogarded his his package. But for his own Um, romantic gain.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess so. I guess so. Why not?
0: All right. (laughs) Yeah, so Sherman leads Bones and Booth to the bear scat, because that's something they wanted to look at. Bear scat is bear excrement. It's crap, guys. It's crap. It's crap. You know? And he says something- He says something about Bones being a bone gatherer.
1: Yes, I liked
0: that, too. I did, too. And I'm not well-versed at all on Native American culture or Mm -mm. where each tribes are. But Sherman's described as a flathead Indian. And so I was trying to look up about bone gatherers or whatever. Yeah. And apparently, the only thing I could find was that it's a, it's, um, where did I... (laughs) <laughs> have my notes on it. Hold I on, I have no idea that it's a Choctaw, a Choctaw Indian thing. What's a Choctaw? It's a type of Native American chica. Interesting. So.
1: We need a touch-up on our Native American culture history in our mm-hmm. books.
0: So they are in modern-day Alabama, Florida, Mississippi,
1: oh. Oh, The Flathead
0: Indians? The Choctaw. Oh, the Choctaw. The Flathead Indians are in Montana. Oh, so that's closer to Washington. That's, that's where their reservation is located. Interesting. For the Flathead. So the Flathead kind of makes sense for him. Yes. But for the Bone Gatherer... It's not really with flathead Indians. No, it says for the Choctaw Indians. So I was looking up, it's on Britannica.com. They say, it's a notable funerary custom that involved the ritual for the removal of bones of the deceased body. Mm -hmm. Subsequently, the bones were placed in an ossuary. This ritual was performed by spiritual, powerful men and women known as bone gatherers or bone pickers with the departed mem- family members in the audience. That's interesting. Yeah, so I thought wow. that was cool. I don't really know how much of the uh, Native American aspect of this episode is accurate. I'm assuming yeah. a lot of it is not.
1: <laughs> but it's very
0: possible. Very possible. <laughs> but to to my knowledge... Um, I thought that was a really interesting concept that I wanted to read more about. I mean, I thought it was really
1: endearing, too, just that phrase of, like, you know, being a bone gatherer really helps the spirits
0: move on. Mm-hmm. And, and Bozo's, just, yeah. and Bozo's <laughs> like, that's the best job description I'm ever going to have.
1: <laughs> I really liked it, though. I, I really did. That
0: was a nice little thing that he said to her, and I thought that was just so sweet. And when Bones, like, just goes straight for the scat, the the ranger's (laughs) like, she's not squeamish, is she? And Bones – Booth basically (laughs) comments about how, yeah, you guys don't get a lot of women out here, like, different women. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this is where – Small town logic goes. Well – not even, yeah. Small town logic, and Bones is basically going to be the she's the shiny new toy. the shiny new toy. She is smack of this episode, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads us back
1: to Charlie being thirsty again, part two, part two.
0: <laughs> and I love this scene. Oh my god, so much.
1: So right now, bones Bones needs to send the scat to the Jeffersonian. And here you see Charlie again. And oh, wow, how convenient he's reading the bread and the bones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I finished chapter seven, you know. And what gets me though is when he like tries to talk to Bones and he's like, So are you like the girl? Like, do you do everything the girl does in the book? And how it's so crazy to me how Bones automatically assumes. He's talking about sex, like the mm-hmm. sex part about it.
0: And I'm like, hold on. What? <laughs> sometimes she'd be picking on the, up them cues. Sometimes. Sometimes she does, sometimes. Do. sometimes she don't. And
1: then at this point, and this is where I was thinking, wow, technology. Look at that mm-hmm. connection. Because she starts talking to Zach on the phone, and then she connects on her, was it a laptop or something? Yeah. And I was just like, wow, Okay,
0: technology,
1: advancement.
0: Earlier in the episode, the vet, Dr. Randall, said she was still on dial-up.
1: Right, so I was like, wow, technology.
0: Technology, (laughs) Bones only the best. Of course.
1: And then you have Charlie, is just so bold, like the thirst.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, so basically Bones <laughs> and Zach are talking yes. on the computer, and Charlie is like, "Hey Zach, <laughs> does your boss have a boyfriend?" And Zach's like, "No." no are you are extremely good looking? <laughs> and then He's like, yes, Zach, I, I am. am. <laughs> and then, oh and then he asks. Zach, he's like, Zach, are you really smart? And Zach, the scene is so hilarious because he just turns his head in the most posh way. And he's like, yes, Charlie. you know, he's like, yes, I am, Charlie. Yes. Yes, I am. And then this is where they start to discover, they start to look at the
1: bone and they realize they see human teeth marks on the bone. And it just kills us. We Pen watched this a couple of times. We repeated, I repeated the scene quite a bit because I could not get over the scene when they realize it's human teeth marks. You see, like, what, because Charlie's like, what does that mean?
0: Yeah. So, what, what they discover is it's the type of teeth that could have made those marks. Yes. Have a continuous arch. Yes. So, the type of teeth could. Could um, I can't remember the phrase they used, but it could be pig, it could be human, but it's the position of them in a continuous arc yes. that determines that it's human chew marks rather and, than a pig.
1: And that's when Charlie's like, "Well, what does that mean?" And Zach, you see the you see the scene. You see Zach slowly turns, mm-hmm. and then he goes, "Humans."
0: Yes, it was it was a cinematic <laughs> it masterpiece. Was, it was wonderful.
1: I need that as a gift. Yes. Just him saying, humans.
0: Humans. <laughs> it was like, it felt like, um, <laughs> it like, like it was a Planet had, of the Apes it intro I was like, humans foreshadowing. <laughs> it was so great. It was so great. So now that they know that it it's, really it's a human, they yes. go and they tell the sheriff. Share sky. And he's eating, and he's supposedly supposed to look like he's really gross, like really grossed out, but continues, continues to, to drink eat and, and drink. eat. Mm-hmm. Like seriously,
1: bro. <laughs> yes. So there is a part where he—it's so interesting to me because as they're talking about, you know, the cannibalism part mm-hmm. of this, he even asks Dr. Brennan, "Has she ever eaten?" Human flesh, and she's like, I've never been offered. But then Booth also asked, like, "What would you?" Mm-hmm. And I don't remember exactly what she said. Do you remember what it was?
0: Yeah. So she says, "That's." She's like, "That's an interesting question. I'd have to think about, you know, like her
1: circumstance,
0: the circumstance she would have to think about, like her Some, desire yes. for." You know, Kind of
1: like where her headspace is in that mm-hmm. moment.
0: So this scene, <laughs> like when they talked about it, about eating human flesh, it made me think about the one scene in Kingsman. Really? Like I'll try not to make it a spoilery thing. But in the second Kingsman movie, you remember when there's that human hamburger moment? Oh my God. That burger looked so good juicy and delicious okay <laughs> and it was I human felt, yes i felt so <laughs> conflicted internally because oh i was God. like man that burger looks really really good you
1: can add it add that recipe to my cannibal <laughs> cookbook guys so i'm gonna get, i'm gonna take you guys on a little story time okay mm-hmm. so there was a day <laughs> that pandan pig or once upon a time. T- once upon a time, Panda and Pig were strolling in Barnes and & Noble. And we were just drinking our Starbucks, you know, pink drinks, walking around. This
0: and still pandemic times. Still
1: pandemic times, okay? So there's no seating at the Starbucks, and we're just, you know, looking at the books at Barnes & Noble.
0: With our masks on. With
1: our masks on, of course. And As we are looking at some books, we are in a section where we see cookbooks, and I'm reading them, and I noticed one of them said cannabis cookbooks. Mm -hmm. I thought it said cannibal cookbook, and I had to second guess and take a second look, and I was like why did I really think this said a book- cookbook for cannibals? <laughs> and then I start talking to Pig about, I wonder if there is a book. And if there were, I feel like the best option is just put some garlic salt on that, sprinkle some parsley on that bitch. That's and, our answer you know, for everything. Bon
0: garlic salt on everything.
1: Honestly, I like having garlic, like things to be garlic, like another Friends reference, like, how Monica makes everything like garlicky. I would not mind that. Yeah, I, I really would like mad garlic. At it.
0: Suffice to say we went on an entire conversation about what kind of cookbook yes. a cannibal cookbook would look like yes. and I told her that it should be called cook uh what did I say it should be called? Cooking for cannibals? Yeah, cooking cooking, f- cooking with cannibals or something
1: like cooking that. Cooking with garlic salt for cannibals. Something yeah. like that. Anyways, something along those lines. It's but not as
0: funny when you explain it, but it was hysterical it at was
1: the time. It was a masterpiece. And, of course, like because at the time, some strange man decided to follow us. And I I don't know what was his deal. Because he, stri- he just started saying a bunch of random stuff to us. Just a lot of gibberish at this point. But I was like, you know what? I will dedicate my cookbook to him. Be like, to the jerk face that we saw at Barnes & Noble, this is for you, That's the weird
0: thing about, like, being a woman, like, (laughs) when you're walking around. And a strange guy starts talking to you, you have to think to yourself, okay, is this just an interesting person with an interesting personality? Right. Or is this the type of person that could kill me out in the parking lot?
1: I mean, you never know. And the reason why we're saying this, guys, is because... Not too long after, he tries to he follow us. He followed us
0: into a different section. And then he
1: tried to start a conversation and give recommendations. And then he tried to find us again later and starts asking people, have you seen my friends?
0: Yes, it was so creepy. Sir, we were not your friends. I'm so am sorry, We hid, we hid in sorry. the young adult section. We
1: really did because he was not going to go there. No. So that's what happened no. on Once Upon a Time. Yeah, so when we... My s- tale of my cannibal cookbook.
0: When you publish your cannibal cookbook, in the beginning, there'll be a dedication to the creepy guy at Barnes & Noble. Yep.
1: They will be there. But,
0: <laughs> would you try human flesh? Would you provide the opportunity where it was not, you know, at, like, a murder or something like that? If somehow the stars aligned where it wasn't... Like, you killed someone or something like that. Some would you Put some garlic try salt it? on
1: that bitch and maybe I'd try it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's more about the seasoning for you? It's all about
1: the seasoning, honey. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a shit. You never know what we're eating half the time. So, I'm like, if it tastes good, you never know. <laughs> oh, my god! I mean, think about hot dogs or sausages or yeah, shit like true. that. that's true. They're totally mixed up. You know, black pudding. Mm, don't go there. Black pudding is... I I always was very curious about that. Yeah. But it's there's so many things that go into it and it's like you would never really know unless you mm. actually watch something watch the process of it.
0: True. So true. it's like if
1: someone were to feed me human flesh and it was seasoned very well and mm-hmm. I don't smell it in a strange way, you never know. That's true. You know? That's true. I mean, would
0: you I don't know. I'm probably going to go with bones on this one. It depends on the situation. It
1: depends how you feel that day. (laughs)
0: Yeah, like my gut would say no, like morally, I'd have an issue with it. But then at the same time, like curiosity.
1: My deal is more do I know it? Like, is someone telling me that it's human flesh? You know, like in this situation, you
0: know that it's human flesh. Yeah. I thought
1: I meant I didn't know, and someone no. just put it in front of me. If someone put it in front of me and I just didn't know, I probably I would. I mean, ho- yeah, me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you don't know. Yeah,
1: but if I did know, it, yeah, I don't know about that one.
0: Yeah, I think I'd. Ha- <laughs> it's one of those I'd have to know when I get to that point, because we'll see how I feel that day. Like I'm curious as hell, but morally, morally, I think I'd be really messed up about it. <laughs> eh, I'm not doing a ritual. I'm good. No, it's not a ritual situation. Like they bring nah. you a juicy, juicy human burger. Yeah, I know. <laughs> ritual? No way. I don't mess with that stuff. Nah. I'm. I'm good. No, no. I'm not. I'm not trying to be in a horror movie.
1: Yeah. You know. I yeah. don't want to either. Mm-mm. Horror movies. We're we, trying. To we survive. could rant about that another time. <laughs> well. We'll get back to (laughs) that.
0: Reeling it back in.
1: (laughs) Reeling it back in. So now after we got to the after finished that soon, we end up back at the lab. Back at the lab. Hodgins is waiting for his scat to be delivered while Angela is talking to Zack. And they did discuss the cannibalism evidence, you know, on the bones. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and Zach the, is a savage. <laughs> he really is. He. I, do you think that he had that guy specifically phrase yes. it that way? Yes. To tell him, hey, you're needed upstairs, yes. not, oh, the package is
1: upstairs?
0: 110% because yeah. Zach is devious mm-hmm. and he's a savage. So I have two thoughts on this part in particular. Okay. So when so Hodgins brings up the Peruvian soccer team that got lost in the Andes yeah. about cannibalism and he goes to Angela and he's like, If we between were me and Zach. <laughs> between me and Zach, who would you eat? The music in that section <laughs> was so like sexual tension. I was like, this doesn't feel like that kind of a moment. But, <laughs> but they I mean made it
1: that I way. Guess. I mean, I guess. Why I guess. I but guess that's their way of kinda hinting more like, you know, you got you're gonna start to root for Angela and Hodges, mm-hmm. like mm, you're gonna start standing that couple. I guess that's their little <laughs> yeah,
0: But the Peruvian soccer team comment thus I, I knew of this. Have you heard? Did no. you ever hear of that? Nope. So here's like a brief discussion. I thought about doing this for the true crime segment. Really? But mm, I didn't really feel like it. I thought I'd just give you the clip. <laughs> okay.
1: So okay. basically what
0: what he's referring to is the Uruguayan uh, Air Force. And you know what? I get confused with Uruguay. Whether you say Uruguay, Uruguay.
1: I say Uruguay. But I know it's probably Uruguay because Uruguay. it's, you know, the G. But I'm going to say Uruguay
0: because that's usually how
1: I know it as.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to think about it. I'll just say whatever, <laughs> whatever when what I'm reading it. So the Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571, or it's also called like the Andes Flight Disaster, the Miracle of the Andes. Anyway, right. 45 people on a flight, okay? okay. 19 of them are a part of the Old Christians. Club rugby union team. They're okay. on board with their family, supporters, and their friends. Okay. Okay. They're leaving Montevideo, montevideo Uruguay, to Santiago, Chile. Okay. Okay. On October thirteenth, nineteen seventy-two. So the plane is crossing the Andes, and the co-pilot who's inexperienced, and he's the one who's flying, thinks that they've reached Curaco, Chile. Okay. okay. The plan descends too early to reach the airport, and they hit a mountain. Oh, no. Breaking off both wings and the tail section. Yikes. The rest slides down a mountain, hits ice and snow on a glacier. So oh. the passengers, they land in the Andes. Okay. Um, it's near Argentina, near the border of Chile. Three crew members and eight passengers died immediately. That sucks. Several others died because of their serious injuries and because of the cold. And they immediately start searching for them, like flying over it multiple times. But because basically all parts of the plane are cut off and they're in the snow, they can't see it against the snow. No. So they basically give up after eight days. So over the next 72 days... 13 more passengers died, and the rest of them reluctantly resorted to cannibalism. Oh, oh, yikes. And of the 45 passengers, only 16 survived and were rescued.
1: Because of the cannibalism. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so that's your little sidebar.
1: I wonder how how they found them, though, like... After how many days? And you st- After they-
0: 72 days, my girl. So
1: they just kept searching, though, for 72 days? mm Because you uh, said they stopped after they eight stopped, days. But so I'm like, how did they find them 72 days later?
0: They figured out a new plan.
1: Do you think maybe they
0: just kept moving and eventually found help? I don't know. Like I said, I, I didn't get too deep into it. I just know the general story of it. Okay. But I thought I'd give you a little bit of a taste. Well, so, if you so want loud. to, we can always come back to it later oh. for another cannibal episode, or you can look it up on your own. You'll have to decide.
1: <sighs> I'll let leave it know. up to the
0: listeners. And whatever you guys want. Just <laughs> let us know. Let us know. If if you want us to include that, because yes. there are a couple other cannibalism yes. episodes in the show.
1: I mean, if there are things you guys want us to talk about, you know, we'll probably get a little mm-hmm. mini-segment for you guys up in the future, if that's what you mm-hmm. want. Whatever but, your heart desires.
0: But after the... Something else I want to note. That's a big theme in this episode. It's like sexual tension and yes. cannibalism. Yes. And it's kind of married in this next <laughs> scene with Zach when he meets Tony, yes. the the delivery chick. The courier. Is he, she's like, oh, where's Hodgins? Yeah, like, where's like, the hmm, other guy? He's not here. He zoomed you because you're beautiful. And she's <laughs> like, oh, that's sweet. And right. Zach's, Zach's like. No, it's I'm not serious. sweet. It's a, fact. It's a statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she finds that endearing and she says to him, I could just eat you up. My mind was like,
1: Yay, Zach, especially after Naomi, which we, yes. mean, we don't really never hear about ever again.
0: He needed a win after he Naomi. He
1: needed a win. This and is where that was confidence. You
0: see, like his honesty and intelligence, it can work to pick someone up. Like, he doesn't he, in, he doesn't intend to compliment her. Nope. It's just a statement. And it works. But it makes it more of a compliment because he's honest. He's so genuine. It made yeah. me so
1: happy. I was like, yes, Zach, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Points mm-hmm. for
1: Zach. Yeah, I really liked that part. I did, too. I really, really liked it. <laughs> but the next scene, I just, I could not with the next scene. Right. When Hodgins finds the skin with a tattoo in the scat. Oh, yeah. This they were just. They relent like, oh, okay. your disbelief. We need, um, we need someone who knows about tattoos. Goes to Angela. And, and the way she recreated it.
0: Yeah. So they have like these two <sighs> small scraps of a tattoo. I thought it was three. three. Oh, yes. Three scraps of a tattoo. And the tattoo that she puts together from these three pieces is like. Really, how did you figure out right. that shape from it? How right. did you get circle from those three pieces? I
1: just I'm lost for words again like how even how even
0: <laughs> yeah that that part was really difficult to to understand how she could how she could yeah, make that work.
1: I agree, like just what? And this is when um Angela also talks to Scudder and booth. And bones. Right? Yeah, he te- yeah.
0: She tells them that the tattoo is a Haida sun motif. Yes, and they use that to identify the victim as Adam Langer. Mm-hmm. He's he's a guy who used to come up all the time to Aurora to visit the ranger because yes. he wanted to
1: be a ranger. So he was like a mentor to him, type yes. of thing. Yeah. But here was the interesting thing: is how again Scudder's like, "Who's your friend?" who's your friend Mm -hmm. and then bones is just like she's three thousand miles away dude like what the hell yes (laughs) but what got me is when angela was saying come on bones like come on baby honey like brennan just go have fun you know what happens in aurora stays in aurora and i'm like no that's vegas baby that's vegas i've
0: never heard (laughs) never even heard
1: of that honey like what it's vegas baby vegas Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: So <laughs> no, and everybody's trying to sleep with everybody in this episode it really is. because there's a thing between Angela flirting with the sheriff yeah. and then Angela flirting with Booth, asking yeah. if he's got any tattoos. Like everybody's just flirting with everybody. Everyone wants I to told sleep you. with everybody. The thirst is real in this one. Yeah, thirst is real.
1: Or maybe. <laughs> It could be a stretch, and maybe they're just saying small towns means everyone sleeps with each other. Yeah,
0: like, there is, there definitely is that, too. I think a lot of this episode is Bones being so out of her comfort zone. Yes.
1: So, it's just, it's really funny. It's hilarious to watch. It's hilarious. So, they decide they're going to go
0: and um, visit the the sheriff to get some info. And when they get there. You mean it's
1: the ranger. Ranger Sherman. Oh,
0: that's right. The ranger goes with them.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. I'm saying this so backwards. The (laughs) The sheriff sheriff goes with them
1: them. to go visit the
0: ranger's
1: home. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yes. And he ends up running. What were your thoughts on this thing? I
1: have so many
0: thoughts. Give me all of your thoughts. So
1: one of my thoughts was, okay, they walk in. The sheriff's like, oh, hey, can you make us some tea? And then he sits down, and Booth's like, why'd you do that? And he's like, you know, so you could look around, get a feel for him. And I'm like, okay, I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's he's just not going to, he's not helping Booth. Okay, maybe so that way Booth, you know, does some observing for himself. Mm -hmm. But then when the ranger books it, he still doesn't help him. I'm Mm -hmm. like, bro, bro, you're... You're the sheriff. Right. Come on, bro. You give Booth your, like, flashlight that doesn't work? And seriously? And right. then on top of that, we end up in the kitchen with Bones. So you have the sheriff and Bones Booth in the kitchen. Booth tells them to
0: search the place. Yes,
1: they're searching the place. And really, Scudder's like, the wall of knives. Yeah. Well, that's creepy. And I'm like, there no, are six not. knives, and you're in a kitchen. With a ranger. Bro. How was that how was that creepy? Mm -hmm. And of course, this one I could not get over. Guys, here's a life hack. Correct me if I'm wrong. You could totally correct me. But I don't believe this. I mean if you want to give me proof, go ahead. Tell me if it takes two hits only take a can of baked beans to break a hard (laughs) lock. lock. Please let me know. Right. It's a padlock, right? Whatever lock it's called
0: hmm let me know two it opened pits. too easily
1: two hits. baked beans let me yeah. know let me know try it out you well, know give us that evidence tag well, us
0: <laughs> my my issue with this scene what was your issue is i'm scene? gonna i'm gonna need like an illegal search bell to go off <laughs> when i, I, I f- have these scenes i figured that you okay. were gonna have that <laughs> because i'm like mm, that's an illegal search so i figured so because, so here's seriously, why. Seriously,
1: the evidence grabbing. Oh my gosh, what's Here, going on?
0: <laughs> here's why it's an illegal search. Go. Well, on. you know what? Better yet, let me tell you what. I'll just describe what they did, okay. and then I'll tell you what a legal search would look like.
1: Okay, school list. Let's so,
0: go. in this scene, they are welcomed in the house, mm-hmm. and, uh, they go to the living room. Yes. Sherman Rivers books it. Yes. Booth is going to go run after him. He tells the sheriff and Bones to search the place. The sheriff, Sheriff Scudder and Bones go into the kitchen. Scudder opens cabinets. He sees some of the knives. Mm -hmm. Bones goes into the trash can. She picks up an apple core. The sheriff tells Bones... Because they see a locked freezer. He says, as a justice of the peace, I give you permission to open the locked freezer. Bones grabs baked beans, breaks it in two shakes of a lamb's tail. And inside they see a bunch of meat, which they assume is human meat, but they later find out is bear meat. So, (laughs) what is the issues with this scene? Fact-checking, Fact-checking. Um. They have no reasonable suspicion at the point that they are searching to do so. Mm-hmm. Sherman has only run out of the home. Technically, they should only be looking at evidence that's in plain view. By opening cabinets, they are essentially searching, they are looking in places that will require them to have a warrant. There's nothing in that apartment, I mean, sorry, in that house or that has connected Sherman with the murders thus far that would equate to reasonable suspicion or probable cause to search his place. They don't know that there's meat there. And the fact that they're just knives, the only reason they've seen the knives is because they're opening cabinets, but the knives themselves aren't even enough reasonable suspicion.
1: Well, that one was the uh, hacksaw, wasn't it? Oh, the, the hacksaw, hack yes. Because the other knives was actually just in plain sight, but yeah. when scatter opened the, the cabinet, that's when yeah. they saw the hacksaw.
0: Even even with that, they aren't able to open it. And by Bones going into the trash can, now you may be saying, oh, this is the trash. He's discarded it. But it's because it's in, mm-hmm, it's in his home, he has a reasonable expectation of privacy. Mm-hmm. So them finding the meat, it's subject to fruit of the poisonous tree. So if he was the cannibal... That evidence would have to be thrown out because the sheriff is a part of the search. Now, right. remember, in the first episode, we said Bones isn't a sworn officer, so she's not subject to this. Now, if they wanted to do this the right way, what they could have done is maybe call uh, a judge and do a a warrant over the phone. Yeah. If, if they feel, if they could, if they were able to articulate Enough reason to search the place, right. and then once they had that permission, they would be able to conduct the search. But they they would have needed a warrant.
1: What about um the part where after she used the baked beans to open the lock, and then he says, "I gave you permission for blah 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 blah." Doesn't
0: doesn't matter because they started searching before that, <laughs> right? <laughs> they, they they were illegally searching before they opened that of course and the judge i'm sorry the judge the (laughs) sheriff doesn't have reasonable suspicion to search the place in general so even if he gives her permission it's still an illegal search illegal yep so illegal. sometimes they'd be doing it right this time they did it wrong (sighs) it'd be like that sometimes it do especially on bones Moving magic Movie, Movie magic. magic. Movie magic. So, <laughs> pro tip in real life, that is a illegal search. Yes. That's a fun fact for you guys. Fun
1: fact. So, after... So, the thing is, is that Booths when he was searching for the ranger in the woods, he mm-hmm. loses him and his flashlight dies. It's the sheriff's flashlight, by the way. Yep. And so, they end up driving... It's booth and bones in the car, and Angela is ta- uh bones is talking to Angela over the phone mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how late it is because right. it is seriously dark when you're seeing Bones and Booth driving mm. it's washington state washington d c is three hours ahead oh. so I'm thinking do you think about Angela, that like you are still at work like oh, my goodness, how late <laughs> are you there? Like, dude. They live there. They live there. Like, oh, my God, it's late. But then, you know, and then, of course, Booth starts ranting to Angela because he's like, you know, it wasn't my fault. Flashlight died. Like, yes. I just found that so funny on how he's, like, Bones basically just gave him the phone, like, here, you've talked to her. You start there. Yeah, they're being
0: so childish. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. But you know, Angela, being her, is she eventually is like, you know, why don't you go? Why, why don't you guys go out, let loose, you know? And that's like they actually do that. They go to the local mm-hmm. dance hall and. Of course, all the thirsty humans are
0: there. I named this section, oh, Bones is a Steak and the Men of Aurora are Hungry. They really are,
1: though. And, ugh, come on, Charlie, you couldn't have changed? No, I had that same thought.
0: Like, like you're dude, gonna go hang out in your uniform?
1: Sheriff, I get it. Yeah. Charlie, seriously? Come on, dude. You don't have any other sh- any other shirt?
0: Yeah. like. Lisa, this episode, they really focus a lot on Bone's attractiveness. Yes, and how she's just gorgeous. She's
1: and she neck. is. She she's looks...
0: There, she has such a different look to her than a lot of different leading ladies that I you agree, see on TV shows. It's very unique. It's so refreshing and because yes. she she looks... I hate using the word healthy, but she looks to be more of an average weight where she's not completely ripped and she's not overweight. No, she you know, looks she just,
1: healthy, like a healthy yeah, weight. Yeah, she like, looks like wow. a healthy,
0: normal person, but absolutely stunning. And it's yes. really refreshing to see a lead that that doesn't have the same... You know, half curled hairstyle. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I Every know, true, TV yeah. show, it's like the top of the girl's hair is straight, and then the bottom of it is curled. Yeah, and it's it like <sighs>
1: it's a typical style, and it's just it's like a breath she of just, fresh air.
0: Yeah, she just looks like a normal person. And She so really it feels relatable,
1: that. even though her personality. It no. depends who you are <laughs> and how
0: you could relate. <laughs> yeah.
1: But in this scene, they are literally throwing bones around on the dance floor from Charlie like, to Doctor got- Rigby to Scudder to, to Bo- Booth. She's like, got whiplash. She really do. And I was like, at least Booth got you know, he has the swap. He even, like, unbuttoned his shirt. He's like, you know, it looks nice.
0: This they works kept, for the vibes. They kept flashing back to his face as he watches each He's guy dance jealous. with her. <laughs>
1: so jealous. Oh my gosh. I know. And the tactics all the guys use to try to flirt, they're like, let's talk about the case. Right? This is what'll get you in bed. Like,
0: what? Yeah, nothing, nothing gets me going like cannibal Ballistic, yes, you know murder, right? Wouldn't you want to?
1: <laughs> so, Seriously, and then, of course, Booth to the rescue. Booth
0: rescues her, and as that he dip, does.
1: yes. And how their faces get close together when she comes back up. I was like, I love it. I you were know. the one, and they just look so good together. They do. Like, I like it. I like Part, it a lot.
0: We're so biased. We really are. We really <laughs> Whenever are. we talk about Bones and Booth, we're so biased. It's tough, though, too, because in these earlier episodes, yes. like, everybody's just kind of starting to get established. Cause, yeah. So I feel like we're, <laughs> we're totally gushing about, you know, the love and these things like that. But... Don't get us wrong. As the episodes go on, we we get very passionate oh, and angry do. at these characters. We do, but at the beginning, we're we love them. Yeah, we're, we're in the, in the honeymoon a, phase. Get out of my head! I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the honeymoon Great stage. Great minds think alike. Yeah. So right now, we just we love everything about them. We yes. love what they do, and then just wait. Something we're get as simple pissed as off.
1: the dip is just. Oh, so smooth. We love it. I swoon. We swoon so hard. They're so cute. (laughs) But that dip he does is actually that's when he points like a little red flag towards Dr. Denise Randall, Mm -hmm. saying, Oh, she looks like
0: someone who wants to eat your heart out. She's the only decently attractive woman of. Approachability for the men in Aurora. Unfor- yeah, unfortunately, no. they don't really have much options. <laughs> no, no, and she's sitting on the on the bar stool drinking her martini. Yes. Don't Ooh. you
1: think um, it was interesting? The term that Bones said she was pumped, being pumped or something like yeah, something like that. I thought
0: that was funny because Boop <laughs> was like, "What? You're being pumped?" She's like, "Pumped for information." <laughs> That one was funny. Yeah, hear. he was like, "Excuse me, Who who's pumping pump you? you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Who do I need to hit? Who are we fighting yes. today?" Like he was on guard. Yeah,
1: I we like need, it.
0: I need a booth. Yeah, where That'd do I good. order one? Um, Bones. dot mm.
1: <laughs>
0: I'll wait. I'll wait for next Black Friday. Sounds good. Get the get those discounts. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so we're back at the lab again. hmm Hodgins is going to look through Scat when he waits for Tony to deliver Zach's package. Yes. And then in Aurora, Booth talks about how he waited in the morning to have he breakfast waited. with Bones. His <laughs> eggs got cold. Like, he
1: was pissy. He was cranky. And he's like, my eggs got cold. Like, yes, I was just
0: waiting for you. Yeah, and these two scenes the <laughs> things that I love about the first one, uh, with Hodgins waiting and looking through the scat, is we just get more of Zach and Hodgins's rivalry. It <laughs> <Yes. laughs> just begins.
1: Actually, you have a little backwards. So, Hodgins is actually, he's waiting. Yes, yeah. don't get me wrong. But he actually talks to Angela first. Oh, yes, and yes. And he, I think that's where he starts calling people baby. Oh. Because he calls her baby.
0: Yeah, because she asks him to mm. go to dinner, and he's like, nope i Not gonna tonight, wait. baby, or something like that. Something, yeah. something
1: along those lines. But he uses it in, like, a casual way. And it's just like, oh, there yes. it is. Because in
0: my mind, I have a distinct scene that happens mm-hmm. in a future episode where he calls her baby. And I'm just like,
1: mmm. Mm, spicy. Hundreds. But then after that is when you see Booth talk about his cold eggs. Yes. And then after that is when we get cranky, haji. Huh, yes. <laughs> Cranky Haji, Cranky Booth. I know. (laughs) Poor
0: guy. Yeah.
1: Booth, uh, Hodgins. That's when Zach basically talks about how, yeah.
0: You're right. I
1: got the thing. You know, because Hodgins fell asleep.
0: He was tired. He fell asleep. And that's where they find out that they found boring dust (laughs) from Beatles, (laughs) which it helps them find out what what trees were mm-hmm. around where the dead body was. And that's how, where really the dead how body narrow was. where
1: the body was, yeah. Yeah. So that was a good thing. And eventually he was like, I'm back on top, baby. <laughs> hmm
0: So the next – so that morning they go and they find Sherman. Yes. Um, turns out he's the poacher. He's of the bears. He's been poaching the bears. Dun, dun, dun. And he's going to help them find the trees that Zack and Hodgins figured out from the lab. Yes. And then this was interesting cuz Pig pointed
1: this out. So if you guys pay attention, they handcuff
0: <laughs> and they zoom Sherman. in on it. They, they make do. you know he's handcuffed. Yes. And however, then for the rest of the scene, he's holding them. Yeah, he's not handcuffed. He's just holding the handcuffs behind yes. his
1: back. And we're like, "We don't know, maybe he it was just uncomfortable." Maybe. I think
0: it was more of a a thing like, oh, we don't think anybody's gonna notice. Maybe it's not a storyline thing because he's handcuffed when they later go back to the morgue. Yes. So they didn't just decide to unhandcuff him because he's nope. in the woods. <laughs> I mean, they've made it clear throughout this episode that the this ranger knows the woods like the back of his hands. Right. So if he's gonna run, they're not gonna find him.
1: Yeah. So, so it's just like, wow all right, I guess the actor, was to wear
0: your handcuffs. To be right. fair, handcuffs are very uncomfortable. So it's
1: very possible they were just uncomfortable. And he was like, I don't want to wear them anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but Yeah, that was, that was funny. Yeah. And they find um, the other bodies. They find the bodies of Ann Noyes and, and Adam Langer. I believe say? so.
1: Mm-hmm. And but this is around where they found the circle of rocks. Yes. suspicious circle of rocks.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bones thinks it's some kind of medicine wheel and has it sent back to Dr. Goodman at the Jeffersonian because he's an archaeologist and he did they say he specializes in Native American culture? Honestly.
1: I was too busy focusing on how Dr. Goodman is just so majestic. Like, he belongs in Wakanda.
0: Yes. He's Wakanda so forever. He's class, and he's strength. <laughs> he is. He's a beautiful he man. He really is. He is a beautiful man. Oh, I was like, wow. He belongs For there. Dr. Goodman. Yes, Dr. Goodman. <laughs> yeah. But also, like... Remember to clean up after yourself once you've completed your cannibalistic ritual. It's just rude to leave it all out there. And it also makes you closer to getting caught. Like... Just pick up after yourself. We learned this when we're young.
1: But they said there was two more they needed. He oh, needed that's two more right. Bodies. He wasn't done yet. He was not done well,
0: yet. Well, you know what's even worse than not cleaning up after yourself? Not being efficient in your cannibalistic rituals. Right. Letting them expand <laughs> over uh, over days and weeks on end. Like, right? you're, you It's you're small too town. slow. It's kind
1: of hard to find the ones that you can pick out. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Don't you just hate... When you know, you killed you killed someone. You took their heart, and they're still breathing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh yes, I know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. We're. I'm getting ahead of
1: myself. I know you were talking about. No, no, I was done. You can get into this. This is your hill to die on. We got to the morgue, okay? And Bones and Doctor Rigby are looking at the remains. They're seeing the gunshots to the head. It's close range, and. As I'm looking, there's a scene, and I'm like, "Wow, dead Anne, noise is mm-hmm. breathing."
0: Yep, <laughs> you see, you see uh, a rippling on her stomach, like she's just like very shallowly yes. breathing.
1: And Pig was like, "You know, they could have, you know." Made a still shot, you know, filmed yeah. that without or, bones or they could have cut it.
0: out her torso, you right?
1: Know? But you know, but it,
0: but if, <laughs> if you notice it, you notice it. There's yes. no unseeing.
1: I feel like I'm always looking for that though, so I don't know. I feel yeah. like I'm just always looking for. We're that.
0: just nitpickers.
1: We really are. We just are. But yeah. even in this scene, though, Dr. Rigby, Rigby doesn't think it was
0: the Rangers. No, so. he works so hard. Like, this is the yeah. thing I don't understand about Dr. Rigby. Rigby. So we're pretty sure, uh, I mean, we know, we've if you've seen the episode. Yeah. And we know it's him. We all know, yeah. But he works so hard to say that it's not dr sherman which kind of leads me to lean <laughs> ranger <this> side. sherman <laughs> oh, my god ranger sherman <laughs> uh, just- rivers ranger rivers that works better there you go ranger so rivers so he works dr rigby works so hard to say look it's not ranger rivers so, which leads me to believe that he is more crazy because if he wasn't crazy he would know that he needs to have a fall guy so that he doesn't get caught.
1: You wanna know why he didn't think it through? Hm. He didn't put enough garlic salt. Yeah.
0: I bet you <laughs> I bet you it like helps better with the digestion. I
1: bet you it does. He needs
0: more seasoning.
1: Yeah. hmm was it turmeric? Put some turmeric on them? I don't know
0: how people season their food in Washington. I'm not going to make any accusations. But I'm assuming of those people in Washington who are cannibals, they're probably not well-versed in their seasonings. <laughs> yeah. And it's that's probably possible. why he's crazy. <laughs> that's so, That's absolutely true.
1: So right when they go outside of the morgue, you see that... You have the ranger still handcuffed, quote-unquote, possibly handcuffed, Mm -hmm. and they're being questioned by the sheriff and Booth, and, you know, they're talking because they're holding him in custody, blah, blah, blah. I get it, I get it. There's, he reveals that, you know, Adam stopped to see Denise, turns out Denise gets around, whatever. What got me, though, besides that, is I'm wondering, was there a little improv? because she yes. really said you know how jealous white people can be and i paused and i looked at pig and i said i'm more than positive jealousy does not is not only for white people that's uh that's a human thing honey so
0: with this with this scene they're saying how charlie may have been jealous that um andy came back secretly to meet with denise and I think the phrase, you know how white people can be, is is pretty entertaining on its own, right. used in the right context. But right. with this, I was like, I wasn't aware that was a stereotype. Like, if it was a stereotype, I probably would have laughed.
1: Did you just call Adam Andy?
0: Did I? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> See. You guys know what she meant. I'm not using enough garlic salt. She's not. My, my digestion it's getting is, is, getting my is getting to her. The human flesh is
1: getting to her. She could smell more fumes coming from her Elmer's glue in her head. Mm-hmm. It's okay.
0: Wait, no, I'm correct. Adam Langer did stop by to see Denise. Yeah. Um, but you said Andy, that's why. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Whose name is Andy?
1: I don't know. That's why I'm like, I could have sworn you said Andy, not Andy. <laughs> oh, you know Adam. what?
0: Last episode, There Andy, was an Andy. Andy Ostroy is Adrian Shelley's husband. Maybe that, I was pulling see, Andy that's from there.
1: Why. That's probably it.
0: Because be I'm it. like,
1: this is Adam, not yes.
0: Andy. <laughs> Adam came back early to see Denise. Yes, and yeah, I just I wasn't aware that that <laughs> that was a stereotype for white people that Barely they're jealous. But I was like, I feel like that was improv, and they just
1: left it in there because if it wasn't, whoever wrote that,
0: yeah, that's I- I'd like to make fruit. a
1: public announcement. Um, uh-huh. Jealousy does not only resort to white people. I'm that gonna letter. That is a worldwide a
0: thing. Anyone can get jealous. Dear mister Royal Writer, <laughs> I am a white woman in America.
1: You are a pink woman in America. Oh yeah, because I'm a
0: pig. Yeah. Good call. Well, they get is they look at the <laughs> indentation from the apple that they illegally obtained. Yes. And they see that the the dental indentations don't match the ones on the bones. So yeah. Ranger Rivers is not the killer. It's not. Oh god. And then this is where they end up. Oh, I when they this is where they go and talk to Denise. Oh my gosh. The hot
1: mess <laughs> of a woman. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and so they're just like, can she? Bones is looking at Booth like, come on. Can they go to get her dental impression. Yeah, they're trying to get her dental impression. Honestly, I don't blame Denise for trying to hold it aside because if you've ever had like to have your dental like you know mold before taken, it's mm-hmm. disgusting. I'm I'm gonna tell you that right now from personal experience, it's mm-hmm. disgusting. Really? It, yes. So they didn't show it there because usually they put more. that they put more of that and they really push it in like the um the mold whatever formula they're using to make the mold Mm -hmm. there's a lot of it and they push it in and they tell you to breathe through your nose because it could definitely make you throw up because once it squishes all the stuff there that creates the mold you know it spurts out of the (laughs) spurts out of the plastic so i don't like that it's not pleasant and i didn't blame her for that but obviously in this situation they didn't put that much formula of that in there
0: so she just kept babbling 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 just like how
1: i'm doing right now
0: (laughs) my overall feel for this scene though is like Denise is living her best life. She is. For all intents and purposes. But in a I don't, small town. I don't like how they gave her the jealous angle towards Brennan. Like, she... It's a small town. Let, let her just own the fact that she sleeps with the men in this town. I like, you know... What do you... I mean... Just let her own it. Yeah. She's... She... <laughs> It's it's supply and demand, okay, it's and, and demand. it's in her favor. Like, just let her own it. She's living her best life. She if, is. And I hate I hate this card. But if it were a swap, a gender swap scenario, where it's a small town and there's <laughs> yeah. a bunch of women yeah. and there's one guy and he's sleeping with all the women, you know, they would have some quirky, cute kind of play over yep. where it's like. Oh, well, you know what? That's that's just what Chad does, you know? He's the only guy. They, he has them every single day. And they wouldn't give him some jealousy B plot. I got like mumbo, Mambo number five stuck in my head right now. Like, <laughs> a
1: little bit of Monica in your night.
0: <laughs> a little bit of Denise on this, on this side. side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I also like her energy when she's like, if I did eat Adam, there would be nothing left. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, I was like, we need more of that, Denise. We need more of that energy, (laughs) more energy from Denise. Yeah, take notes. (laughs) No, no more sad martini drinking at the bar, Denise. Just own it, okay? Own yourself. You're a bad bitch, and you own that town. Own it.
1: You're the only one.
0: You? Oh no, she doesn't have a ponytail. I was about to say, (laughs) you You work work that that ponytail. ponytail. You own that (laughs) updo. You worked that martini, yes, <laughs> yes, Denise. So they get her dentals, yes. And, and back at the lab, Zach, <laughs> Zach's looking at the bones uh-huh. with Angela, and he sees that the marks on the bones they look too uniformly spaced yeah. to have com- come from teeth, and um, they figure out some kind of machine. So he calls Bones, mm-hmm. and. She's looking at the pictures with Booth and she can't believe that her, she can't believe that her and Dr. Ruby missed it, but it looks like it's from a sternum spreader. Yeah. And, and that's, that's when how she they realized, figure it out.
1: Huh. he didn't miss it. It was him. But and how
0: does like Booth automatically know what a sternum spreader is? I thought it was her. Right. But he said, he said a sternum spreader and she said a sternum spreader and he said, she hasn't had any heart surgery, has she? And I'm like, how do you know that? I feel like, okay, maybe this is me stretching. Okay. But it's because
1: it's like, most people know what a sternum is. At least, that's what I like to assume. So if you're thinking sternum and a spreader, what else is there usually to go in there for? But would the the
0: average person know that you about <laughs> about how heart surgery works like yeah
1: i think but in- it's like when you think about it when you open your sternum like if you think sternum you're not going to think too much you're not going to think too hard about it you're going to know that's where your heart goes yeah.
0: but it wasn't too long ago that i found out that when they do heart surgery they have to crack open your ribs yeah i mean or maybe I'm just dumb and I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> I mean, this is me just stretching.
1: It's probably very much like, oh, they just didn't catch that. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was just like, oh, you know, I knew what a sternum was. Mm-hmm. I knew what a sternum spreader was. And him just saying, oh, yeah, heart surgery. I mean, it, it for me, I did two and two together. So I
0: guess true, it made true. sense. But,
1: you know, on yeah. the fly, it. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so they know it's Dr. Rig- Rigby. They go to the morgue to confront him.
1: And Bones just can't get over the fact she doesn't have a gun. I know. She even talked about it earlier with Dr. Goodman. Like, I don't have
0: a gun. Why am I going to Washington if I don't have a gun? Yeah. I'm like, why are you so <laughs> obsessed with guns, Bones? Like, like go, just go buy go one. get one. <laughs> go buy one. Get certified. Get, get your concealed yes. carry permit. Take some lessons. Take use care it responsibly. of business. You're an independent woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm kind of surprised she doesn't have one. But she has, like, that martial arts kind of yeah, self-defense training. So, I mean, training. it's it's fine. She's just being petty. Yeah. So, yeah. they find Dr. Rigby trying to destroy evidence, throwing <laughs> bodies in the incinerator.
1: This part had me dying of laughter. Seriously. Because he is starting to go on a whole rant to them about how, oh... You're an blah, 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 blah. And then Brennan hits him over the head with a bedpan. And the way she hits him and how he falls. I know. he hit, Wasn't it she only hit it like his shoulder? When you
0: see her swing it, she hits his shoulder and he wiggles like jelly and passes out.
1: It was one hit.
0: One to hit to the shoulder. shoulder. And like, it's like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is there some kind of pressure point in the shoulder that I'm not aware of? That <laughs> Maybe just we just don't out? know enough
1: about acupuncture.
0: Yeah, like, when I first saw it, before I recognized that she just hit him on the shoulder, I was like, ah, that's such a badass scene, Right? because they subvert your expectations by not letting him finish his speech, and her hitting him over the head, so it's kind of a little comedy moment. Right. But now when I look at it, all I see is her hitting him on the shoulder. (laughs) Yes, that's so funny. (laughs) It's so weird. Oh, I love it. I just love it. It's great. And even
1: she, like, Bones is just saying, I don't want to hear that psycho crap. Like, I don't even know what was the
0: words. I just yeah. know it was just... The psycho <laughs> speech. Yeah,
1: something along the They're form. like, we
0: get it, you're crazy. Now let's, let us arrest you. Yes.
1: Like, let's get rid of the mumbo jumbo Yes. <laughs> so then we go back to the lab.
0: And now it is the moment of truth. Yes. Who does Tony want to be with? Who is going to go to coffee with Tony? Yes. The delivery girl. Yes. Who's not Jimmy?
1: You have candidate number one. Hodgins.
0: Dr. Candid- Jack Hodgins. Dr.
1: Jack Hodgins, who uses his tactics of straightforward flirtation. Then and you have charisma candidate- and swag. Yes. Candidate number two. We have Zach Addy, who's Mm -hmm. using his sweet, but truth-telling self, being wholesome,
0: honesty, and wholesomeness. Yes, and then Angela comes to watch of the twist.
1: (laughs) So Angela's the chosen one. Yeah.
0: So it turns out Tony isn't a chick. Is into isn't a. more than just the guys. She's so more... she. The premise <laughs> she's <into> of both. <laughs> the premise of it was that whoever signs for the package is the one that she's interested in. Yes. So she gives it to Angela to sign for it, and um. Hodgins is like, oh, that is so away. hot.
1: Like he needs to go take a shower, like a cold shower, and handle himself. And Zach is just Clueless. like, I don't
0: understand. How is this hot? It'd be hotter if she chose me. I know. And and the the moral of the story is Angela always wins. Yes, Angela always wins. And can mm-hmm. you blame her? No. Exactly. You can't. <laughs> so then we we get to the the end of the episode where yep. Bones and Booth are having dinner. I thought it was breakfast. Really? I don't know. It always looks dark. <laughs> so they're having bre- Oh, that's right, cause she's eating cornflakes.
1: Mhm.
0: I got thrown off cuz I remember him eating a steak. So they're eating breakfast, and they're just, you know, discussing the end of the case. Bones is talking about how, you know, she's glad that she ended up going on this trip because she got to be on such an interesting case. Yeah. And she notes that um, Dr. Rick B could get the insanity defense because he had the prion disease. Mm -hmm. And I won't get too much into the insanity defense right here because it – it comes up in other episodes.
1: Okay. But
0: there's a couple of different ways that someone could get the in- the insanity defense.
1: Okay. But
0: essentially it's used a lot more in TV shows than it is in real life. Really? It's so rarely used and of the times that it's used, it's even rare that it's successful. Seriously? Seriously. The insanity defense is not what you want to go with, because sometimes you may be sentenced to a longer term in a mental institution than you would have gotten in prison.
1: I didn't know that. I thought, oh, wow.
0: Yeah, so it's really not that common because there's a couple of different rules, but a lot of the time it has to do with what your mental state was at the time you committed the crime and whether or not you could tell the difference between right and wrong. Wow. So, like, in this one, you could probably say, yeah, he was insane. You know, he didn't know what was right from wrong. Right. But you would see from his actions the fact that he – hid the bodies. The fact that he covered it up would show that he believed what he was doing was wrong because if he didn't, he wouldn't have went through that effort to cover it up or hide in the investigation. Right. But there's a couple of different loopholes and different standards that they go by. Mm -hmm. It's kind of complicated, but I do want to let everybody know it is a myth that people are just like, Oh, well, he's just going to go with the insanity fence and get off (laughs) scot-free. That can happen with certain loopholes, but ultimately it's not very common. That's wow, I did not know that.
1: Yep. <laughs> so, you want some cornflakes? Yes, you want some <laughs> cornflakes. I just loved how that scene, like, no. as much as because Bones was ranting about yeah. that, about the whole situation of how he could, you know, get off on the whole. Was it insanity thing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good at remembering, like, the terms. The insanity defense. Yes. And that's what she was ranting about, exactly. And Booth was just like, I'm trying to eat. Girl, I'm trying to eat. Yes.
0: And (laughs) she she kind of makes him jealous because she's (laughs) talking about coming back to Aurora to go skiing with Charlie.
1: Yes. And Mm -hmm. then Booth eventually loses his appetite. She's like, what, you want some cornflakes? You okay? You good? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're so cute. They really are. They're the best. They are. And that's why we love them. Yep. And that's why we're doing
0: this. <laughs> and that's and that's where they close again yep. to to solve crime okay. another day.
1: And that is the end of our commentary section. Mm-hmm. And now for part 2, we are mm. on our way to our true crime segment with Pigapedia.
0: Yes. I don't know if you're going to be ready for this one, okay? I don't know if I will be ready. Let me see if I have your slideshow ready for mm-hmm. me. Okay. Be careful not to look at the other slides to not spoil yourself. Okay, your I'll just put a presentation mode then. Okay, go to presentation okay. mode.
1: So, so I have it. it says
0: Harden the Bones, episode 4, title page right now. Right. So this episode of Bones, The Man in the Bear, okay. um, the writer, Laura Wolner, she said that the I got this from Wikipedia. So she says the idea of the episode came from her interest in cannibalism, and it would be fascinating <laughs> oh to God. see to see teeth marks on bones that turned out to not be from an animal but from a human.
1: Interesting, and
0: also to have a different setting so you know Brennan could be further explored as a character. Okay, right. So my <laughs> the I found a very interesting Side potential.
1: Note. I'm. Honestly, not surprised that this story was written by a woman, especially with how much they had all the men adore Bones. I'm not mad at I'm it. I'm not mad at it, and she deserves it. She deserves it. Yes. She really does. But going back to what you are saying.
0: Yes. So, there was another story that came out recently. I didn't want to do that one because it looks like there's recently been an arrest and n- nothing's set in stone. There's no conviction. But yeah. essentially... Some German teacher has been arrested in a connection to a human bone, a human leg bone that's been eaten. Jeez! So that one would have been perfect, but alas, I must wait for a conviction, or if Maybe he's in innocent, for him to be acquitted. Maybe
1: in the future we could bring him back. Mm-hmm. You never know.
0: So this this um case involves is tied to the episode of bones through. Cannibalism and insanity, mental illness, kind okay. of thing. And but this is Pig's inspiration. This is what she is thinking and what mm-hmm. she feels. It reminds her. Yes. Of the the, this is the connection that I'm putting to it. Because this episode is yes. really tough to find a crime. Because, like I said, I had that other one. So I just kind of went it with old school cannibalism and shock value. All right. All righty.
1: I'm down. So. I'm ready, I think.
0: Okay. So, you can look at the first slide. First slide. Oh, okay. All right. So, the lady that you see there is Renee Hartveldt. Okay. Okay. She is a 26 year old Dutch student. She's studying French literature at the Sorbonne Paris Censure Institute <laughs> in 1981. Okay. Okay. So she's described as beautiful and intelligent. That's adorable. She spoke three languages and was working working on getting a Ph.D. in French literature. All right. So the man that you see on the right is Japanese exchange student Isai Sagawa. Okay. Okay. He's 32 years old. They met at school. They sat next to each other in class. Mm-hmm. uh skawa kind of had a crush on renee he okay. wrote her love letters invited her to concerts and exhibits um he'd even she'd even gone to his house once um to read german poetry because so they were cool like she's spoke German, mm-hmm. yeah so she offered there's kind of a contingent there's a like a <laughs> informational issue where whether or not she offered to help him learn German or if a teacher needed him to read a German poem. But either way, um, he invites her over again so that she could read a German poem and he could record her to hear her speaking German. Okay. Okay. So June 11th, 1981, Renee comes over, they're sitting on the floor, Japanese style, drinking tea, blah, blah, blah. And they start drinking whiskey and talking. Okay. Sagawa tells Renee that he loves her, and he wants to go to bed with her. He wants to do the horizontal tango. He Alrighty. wants to get
1: down and dirty.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Sagawa's, he's hes a little guy, okay? He's, How old is he again compared to her? He's 32, and she's 26. 26. So, not a crazy age difference. Okay. He's four He's nine. What? Yes. What? He was he was born premature, and he was a pretty sick kid, you know, and he walked with he's a limp. Four nine. He's 4'9". He's 4'9". Wait, no, how tall is she? I, I couldn't get how tall she was. Dang it. Yeah, so he's 4'9". What? And he's really, because he's so small, he's introverted and shy. So that's how he got into literature. I'm still shook. He's 4'9". He's 4'9", my dear. Oh, my God. Okay. What the hell? What?
1: Mm I'm okay.
0: Alrighty.
1: If you know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's all I'm going to say. If you know, you know what I do.
0: Four foot nine. Wow. All right. So Renee really liked Sagawa, but as a friend. And she wasn't interested with sleeping with him. So she's like, nah, that's not for me. Okay.
1: Like, sorry, honey boo boo. Uh Uh-huh. But he was cool
0: with it. So he goes to walk over to get the book of poetry. She sits down so she can start recording it. She right. starts reading. And Skawa walks up behind her and shoots her in the back of the neck with a rifle.
1: What the hell?
0: She's all she falls. What does a rifle
1: all, look like? It's like it's a it's big gun. The, gu- the it's, long gun. So she, he just casually Mm-hmm. i'm sorry i'm just imagining that he casually like mm, while know. she's reading german poetry
0: he's just like mm, i'm gonna come up behind her and pow pow she falls off the chair dead okay uh, right. yeah i would think so <laughs> so a little background when he sat next to renee in class he instantly fell in love and could not st- stop thinking about the white skin on her arms Okay. And he's been planning this from the moment he met her. What? So Sagawa oh my God. Sagawa undresses Renee, cuts off the tip of her left breast what? and nose, and eats it. Oh no, 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 no. He dismembers her body with an electric carving saw, takes pictures, oh. and has sex with her body. Wait. Uh I he what? even tries to cook parts of her body. Now that's about I as have, that's about as much detail as I I'm going to give you. S- I have so many questions. There there's a disgusting amount of detail available for exactly what he did to her body. Oh my god. And and I'm not going to go into it because it, it it's, it's disturbing. Bad. It's bad. If you go to the next oh couple God. of slides there
1: do I want to? hmm The room where it
0: happened. So that's where that's the desk that she sat down at. Okay. Uh huh. Go to the next one. A fridge of meat. hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What the hell? Keep going.
1: Oh, but, but, uh, uh, Bro! Mm-hmm.
0: Tell us what you're looking at.
1: Organs on paper plates.
0: Yep. Go
1: to the next one. I kind of find it interesting how he kind of grouped them.
0: Yeah. He was... <laughs> like, he was dining.
1: He was dining. Like, literally... Three... Six... Nine... If, if seven, you want to... Eleven re- course meal.
0: If you want to research this on your own, you will find in explicit detail exactly what he did
1: I to her i have to see the body now mm-hmm.
0: that's her body that's oh what it jesus
1: like. christ you know, oh hell no he uh,
0: completely mutilated her i'm going in the next one i'm not looking at that nope oh my god it's getting worse you can stop there the next one is is not her body okay Jesus Christ, that was terrible. It's it's a horror movie. Oh my God, this is real? This is real. 1981. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: Oh my God, that's terrible.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. So, two days later... Sagawa's, Sagawa's honeymoon stage is over. Oh he's got God. the flies flying around. He's he's pretty full on that human meat. And he keeps some of her in the freezer for later, but he's got to <laughs> get the, rid of the rest of her. Because right? there's too much. Yeah. Yep. So he puts her in a suitcase. And if she you look at the next Christ. slide, you see the suitcase. Yeah, I see the suitcase. Because okay. I could not
1: keep looking at her body.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I Guys, before it's
1: before. brutal it's brutal Bef- i beware. beware it is incredibly like not suited for children yes. not suited for work even it is no. bad yes holy
0: crap yes
1: and before, oh my before we did this
0: episode i had to ask panda i was like are you going to be cool with seeing these pictures? Because they're pretty horrific. I didn't tell her what the case was, but I said, hey, the case I'm doing today, it's kind of heavy.
1: Yeah. And I said, it'll be okay, you know. She's
0: like, yeah, why not? And I was, I you didn't were not think anticipating. Was that bad. Yeah. Like, hot damn. This poor woman. Like, ugh. Oh, my God. So, so he realized he's, he Honestly, got- all I'm thinking is, at least she was dead. yes. Because why if she God. was alive? It it would be horrible. It'd be worse. Thank God he had at least that much about yeah. him. At least he...
1: Oh, my God. All right. So we're at the suitcase. Yeah.
0: So he puts her body in a suitcase and he decides to take a taxi to the Bois de Boulogne. I, I practiced this. I listened to what <laughs> it sounded like. The Bois de Boulogne Park.
1: The baloney
0: park. Mm -hmm. He tells the driver that he's got books in the suitcase. Okay. Now, remember, he's four foot nine and carrying a suitcase full of this tall, you know. Uh, Tall order. Tall tall woman. (laughs) And he's taking it to go throw him in the pond. But there's a bunch of people at the park. And they're watching. And they're looking at this four foot nine man with these two, you know, suitcases and so he tries to push them down the slope into the pond. And there's a man there with his son <gasps> in the distance. No. And they see kind of Sagawa leaving. I'm sorry, speaker users. I'm and, sorry. I'm passionate right now. I'm and Saga- Sagawa hears a scream. And the man opens the bag. And Sagawa denies that it's his. And he walks away.
1: Wait. There was a scream, and then they opened it, or they opened it then screamed.
0: open and then screamed.
1: Why are they opening it? It's not even theirs.
0: Well, he walked away. It's the curious bastard. Yeah, because he tried to push it down. He walked away, and they're like, "Hey, is this yours?" He's like, "Nope." Then why are they open it? <laughs> so he walks. He walks away. He goes <laughs> know, home. Sorry. So they they figure out from the description that the man at the park gave the cops, oh and gosh. through the suitcases, they figure out that it's Sagawa. So oh they go to his home four days later and arrest him. Good. Sagawa, like he 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 confesses to everything <laughs> immediately. Oh my god. Right? So yeah. he's he's declared not fit to stay on trial. Cause he's fucking
1: insane.
0: And is for an indefinite period of time he's supposed to be in an asylum. So three psychiatrists evaluated him and they said like he's he's long gone, he can never be cured. While well, his father gets oh, him deported gosh. to a Japanese psychiatric no! hospital. No,
1: no, no, no! Right now,
0: remember, no. he's, he's been determined not fit to stand trial, so he has not been convicted of a crime.
1: Georgina, no. So when we
0: talked about the insanity defense, there—that's so,
1: not—that's not our names. I'm just <laughs> saying, George, that's a phrase we use. When I'm you sorry.
0: when you see the movie um, Get Out, Get Out. There's like by the Jordan character Peel.
1: Georgina, and she. There's a part she goes, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah. So we say, "Georgina, Gina, no. no!" Like that's, that's a phrase. We that's <laughs> yeah. That's our that's our inside Georgina, joke. Georgina, no. Feel free to use it.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> So, he hasn't been convicted of crime. So, with the insanity defense, there is one where you are not guilty by reason of insanity, right? Yeah. You've heard of that. Well, there's an additional part to that where if you are not sane at the time that you are arrested and can be charged for that crime, you're deemed not fit to stand trial. Because if you're going to be at trial, they have to determine that you are of sound mind. So that way you could plead guilty or not guilty.
1: Okay. So
0: he was deemed not fit to stand trial. So he, they said he's mentally ill right now. So uh. he cannot be sent to trial for this crime because he can't of sound mind say which way or but another. But he was,
1: you know, recommended or sentenced to the psychiatric facility.
0: Yes. So he gets deported to a Japanese psychiatric facility. So Boy. same thing. He's in Japan, but when he gets to Japan, no. They have a rule that y- everyone who comes in needs to be reevaluated. Oh no. And when they reevaluate him, they see they believe that he is not insane. No, no. But that Georgina, he has a personality no. disorder. That's even worse. So he only gets 15 months before he is granted his freedom oh in August God. 1985. Por que no? And he was released and even granted a passport to Germany. What? Mhm. Did he do it again? No. So, I wanted to look up more about Renee. Okay. But I couldn't find anything about her life or her family. It seems like her family stayed pretty quiet about it because... It's mortifying. Sagawa's life ends up being pretty crazy. But her family asked for a second opinion for the mental evaluation, but they never got it. And I wasn't really able to find any other information about her and... What she was like, because I wanted to include some more stuff, but Can I go literally past the suitcase.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I think the suitcase is the last picture I sent you. No, there's an interview. Ah, yes. Okay, so that's what Sagawa looks like as of 2012. <sighs> because, Gross. why? Well, let me get to that in a second. So, as of 2013, so 2013 to present to kind of get, to let you. Rest a little. Okay. <laughs> Sagawa was hospitalized for a cerebral infarction. That's what th- this is what Wikipedia says. Okay. Which permanently damaged his nervous system, so he now lives alone and needs daily assistance oh, that he gets right. from his younger brother and caregivers caregivers. And at this time he claimed to have regretted his obsession with cannibalism. <laughs> so they even tried to make a they even made a documentary about him. Two years ago or something, I didn't really what look into that. What the hell? But anyways, so he basically spends the rest of his life making money off of the fact that he brutally he murdered and brutally dismembered and mutilated Renee Hartfelt.
1: And they made a documentary that he can make money off of. So
0: in two thousand twelve, there's a Vice interview. Okay. Yeah, that's in it. Looking he at. talks. He talks a lot about the murder, and mm-hmm. he gives a lot of details. Um, oh God! And he talks about his life. You know how he grew up, the yeah, type of family he course, had. Of very course. sex was very taboo. You know things like that. Of course. Of you course. also learn that before he went to France, when he lived in Tokyo, he was charged with attempted rape. <sighs> he followed. <laughs> he followed a white woman. <laughs> That lived in his grandmother's building into Bro. her home, crawled across the floor Bro. with the plans to basically cannibalize her. Bro. But she woke up screaming, and he was caught. So he he dipped. He was caught by the cops. Oh, she called. She screamed. He freaked out. This dude's four foot nine. Okay, the only element he has is surprise. <laughs> Stop yourself. <laughs> Stop yourself. Legit. If you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh-huh. So he appeared in porn. He wrote books. He did what? interviews. He even was contracted to make a comic huh? of, of her murder. Are you kidding me? I Alas, I am not... Please, Please even, don't tell me there's more. He says that this... So there's this one video... There's this video of him out there. He says this company tricked him into doing this weird film where they're, like, acting out scenes of, like, Little Red Riding Hood where he's the wolf. <laughs> and they even have him do a reenactment. They have him do a reenactment forensic file style of the crime. I have no words. Okay. Okay. In the 90s, in the 90s, he directed his own porn video where he has sex with this 21-year-old Japanese girl. And he says, and they say that the director, so in the video, so like the Vice interview with him, he is showing the interviewer the porn video. Not, Not the actual porn, but the... The exposition to, to the, the form. fact that it
1: exists.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're showing that Sagawa is sitting on the couch uh, with this girl. Okay. And they're telling her that the director says that they're supposed to have sex three times. And then afterwards, they're going to sit on the couch together. So uh, okay. then you skip over and you see the scene. It's after they've had sex and they're sitting on the couch together. And he tells her. Of his crimes. So she (gasps) goes into the porn video not knowing who he is. I was about to ask too Uh later. Like,
1: the people who have porn, like, do the porn with him. Like, you.
0: you, In this case, no. So you see him telling her about his crimes, and she looks petrified. Like, her, she's got her hands on her legs. And he even shows her pictures of, like, some of the pictures that I showed you. But, like, he shows her everything. And it turns out that in later years, this girl, the Japanese woman he did the porn video with, she ends up becoming his good friend. And she, <laughs> oh my he, he credits her for helping greatly reduce his desires to eat women. So now what he does. I have no birth. This is what he does now so that he doesn't eat women. He masturbates. He says that that is how he's able to keep himself from eating women.
1: Are you fucking kidding me?
0: Yeah, he's e- he even said that he's worried that when he becomes impotent, he won't be able to to hold back the urge. He but I mean,
1: could have just literally pleasured himself, and he wouldn't well, have killed. Well, that's you know? what
0: he's at now. Like, that's the point where he's gotten to. The only person he ever killed or cannibalized was Renee.
1: I know, but I'm wondering, what if he just masturbated and he would yeah. have been fine?
0: In the Vice interview, there is so much more information about how crazy his life was and all the things that he did, which is why I wanted to be able to put more of Renee in here, but I couldn't find anything. But that's yeah. That's sad. This, this is horrible. He's—they call him the celebrity cannibal or whatever. Is he still alive? He's still alive, and he still has never been convicted. How old is he now? He's in his seventies. Piece of shit. Yeah. Four foot nine. Piece Unbelievable.
1: Of shit. Can I yep. push the next thing on the PowerPoint?
0: Yeah, I don't remember. Is there anything left? I don't think so.
1: Good. That was terrifying. I'm exiting out. I do not know. That was
0: horrifying. Yeah, it's bad. Guys,
1: do not, please do not look up the pictures. If you do, yeah, you probably will. You probably will. Do with
0: caution. Do with
1: caution. If you read more about it, I don't want to (laughs) know.
0: I know there's more. My sources for this were... Oh, the Vice god. interview, obviously. Oh um, my god. Murderpedia, Wikipedia, and oh, a video god. by, a uh, YouTube video by Ren- uh, Princess Hani called Renee Hartfelt, shot and eaten by Isai Sagawa. I am. Oh my god. She just wanted to read poetry, Oh, Honestly, what's so sad about this is. She gets no justice. She gets no justice, but you think about the dynamic. So she's this tall, beautiful—you you, know, you know she's Europe- tall, though. European woman, taller than him, obviously. Oh, yeah, you know, and a lot of the time, men like Sagawa are not even looked at by women like this, even as friends. Yeah. Especially this is the eighties. You know, yeah, of course. Of you're course. not. You don't have the same accept- acceptance that you do today. Like I said, we've come far, but we've, we've got a long far. way to go. Yes. But especially in the '80s, minority. Someone, you know, he's, wasn't big?
1: He's, he's
0: Japanese, which yeah. is which is something that would cause him a lot of issues. And he, he's four foot nine. He's a short he's Japanese man. He's and so shy. the fact that um, Renee was. You know, not just kind to him, but, like, considered him a friend. She gave him
1: the time of day. They
0: hung out together. Spent time. And those things like that. You can tell that she just had a beautiful heart. Yeah. And for him. She was being nice. For him to. Do that? To do what he did. And then profit off her. And then profit off of her and her death for the rest of his life. To know so fucked up. how much money he he's probably made from it is the real crime. I mean, secondary to oh, Yeah, I was going to say,
1: secondary.
0: Secondary to taking her life and yeah. taking her out of this world when she clearly no, had so much even, to offer. Not
1: even. I would say... Taking her life was a gift, considering what he did to her body. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the biggest crime he has committed. I am lost for
0: words. Brutally Uh, mutilated. Oh, my God. And like I said, I did not – I specifically did not go into detail, because you can tell by this – Yeah. He enjoys talking about exactly what he did.
1: Which is sick. Mm-hmm. And it's wrong. Yeah. I know some people may think it's right, but honestly, it's Who would wrong. think it's right? There are people who would think it's right.
0: What, specifically? Him. Yeah. There
1: are people like him who think it's right.
0: It's not. It's mm-hmm. not okay. I mean, he says now that he is remorseful, but that doesn't... Excuse for the fact of what the hell he did no. and what he did after. Like, good, you're remorseful, but... You made money off of the fact... That's unforgivable. ...of your being a monster. Yeah. Incredibly. And it's not like he's, oh, I'm remorseful, so I'm going to give back to charity. No. Or I'm going to do this. It's, I'm going to live off of... What monetizing I did. what I did to her.
1: Yeah. And then him saying all the this stuff... That's just show. That's just for show. And how, like, oh, I feel bad. I regret. I regret. I'm better now. No. No, you're not. hmm Because you're still making money off of this.
0: Yeah. You should have stopped talking about that. Considering they made a documentary two years ago. That's even worse. The man Come is, on, guys. The man is in his 70s and is still profiting off her if death. If
1: anything, I would rather it be forgotten and have him be forgotten. Than mm-hmm. to have, because if she can't have justice, he shouldn't even be
0: known. Yeah. That that would be the best punishment.
1: Exactly. Because that's just so wrong. It's mm-hmm. so wrong. How I, could you do
0: that? What I think is more of the crime is that there's not more known about her.
1: And that's sad. That's incredibly sad. Because
0: the only way to, the, the only other way to outshine him would be to highlight her. Because clearly, she she spoke three languages and she was going to get a PhD. Right. That's, oh my gosh. It's so sad, dude. Yeah. It definitely is. That was disgusting. Disgusting. Horrible Ugh, human being. Disgusting.
1: I knew people found cannibalism fascinating. And to an extent, yeah, that changed my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> like I'm not interested in well, this anymore. To like I'm it. not interested in the topic anymore. No. It's disgusting.
0: It's horrible. Oh, God, it's bad. Yeah. He clearly, to me, he's clearly not insane. But oh my God. there's something wrong with him.
1: No, he's insane. No, he's not insane. He. No, he's insane to me.
0: He is absolutely twisted. He's twisted, yes. Like, oh my gosh i would say that. he he has his faculties about him but he knew what he was doing was wrong yes and he's he's just he's a shitty person yeah evil evil person evil yeah but my connection to that again for the the man and the bear episode was Obviously, the cannibalism, yeah, which we lightly touched on, but also <laughs> the mental <laughs> illness aspect of how um, Doctor Rigby would yep. be considered mentally ill because of his um, of the prions disease, yeah, and uh, how Isi Sagawa was perceived Ugh. as mentally ill for having cannibalized Renee Hartfelt. Oh, my
1: God.
0: I am sorry, guys. I know that was
1: pretty insane. I know that I was incredibly just a character, and I apologize to your speakers (laughs) and to your listening devices. Please forgive me. I was not prepared, and I had visuals, which you guys probably did not have on hand, um, so, I apologize, and I hope you guys will still join us next <laughs> week for our next
0: episode. <laughs> the next episode is The Boy in the Bush, which the is, which, bush. for particular to me, is a really sad one. Oh, man. This is rough, dude. It's rough. It's rough. But, you know, we still love
1: Bones, and we're here for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know... <sighs> I don't even want to try to say our phrase that we've been trying to do because this was
0: we'll, so depressing. Of we will, a true crime, we will sentiment. omit it from this episode we and end it with.
1: It. We'll do a remembrance for Renee. Yeah, I think that would be nice
0: for her. Yeah, she deserves it. Even though we don't know much about her, we do not. She no one deserves had be- so much potential. She did. She just did not deserve what
1: happened to her. Nope. 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 Well. I hope you guys had an interesting time hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys were
0: intrigued. You know, have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Sit down. Morning or night. Do, if Do you drink tea? If you drink tea, you know get yourself cool. a cup of tea. Get yourself some tea. Sit down, relax. Do, do coffee, wine, alcohols. Put do, on. Do the drugas. Put on an episode of Bones. Yes. And we'll hang out next time. Yeah, put on episode five, and mm-hmm. let's get lit next week. Yeah, that way you can be prepared for when we talk about the next episode, "Boy in the Bush," season one, episode five. See you guys next week. Bye. Oh well, listen, yeah, You'll listen
1: to us next week.
0: We'll hear. We'll us hang th- out with you guys
1: next week. Let's he- hang next week. Hear us next week. Hear us next week. <laughs> Coming soon
0: to your ears. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Next week. On the heart and the bones. Yes, Haven't gotten the hint.
1: Pig is very much all for Harrison. Ford. Oh no, I
0: hate that guy. I can't stand him. She can't. She can't, she, can't. She, she can't stand him. What you mean? Yeah, which is why I'm gonna marry him to prove everyone that uh, you know I'm a stronger, bigger person. I'll take the. Oh I'll God. take one for the team.